The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. We seem to be living in a world gone mad. A global financial crisis continues to wreak havoc on national economies and struggling families. Old orders of government have been overturned in the wake of unprecedented protests. And the fury of nature seems unleashed in increasingly powerful spasms of violence and destruction. Is it possible that the ancient writings of the Bible foretold the days in which we are now living and the events that still lie ahead of us? Stay tuned. Greetings, and welcome to another broadcast of Tomorrow's World. I'm Wallace Smith, and it's good to have you with us. If you think it's just you, don't worry. It's not. What is wrong with the world today? We look around, and we see what appears to be a world in crisis. Over the last 10 years, it seems that many institutions, governments, global power structures that have been taken for granted have been turned upside down and changed forever. The financial pillars of the world have been shown to be cracked and crumbling at their foundations. The war against Muslim extremists continues to look endless. Food riots have killed hundreds and nature itself seems to have gone mad, exhibiting spasms of violence and fury that have taken terrifying tolls in human life. Today on our program, we're going to take a brief look at the world around us and consider the astonishing conditions that we've seen arise in only a few years. Then we're going to ask a very important question, one that no one seems to be asking, yet a question that makes all the difference. And from that question, we'll be able to determine where to go and what to do to empower you and your family to survive this world in crisis and beyond. We're also going to offer you a shocking yet powerful free booklet on prophecy that will open your eyes to the details of your future in a way you've probably never imagined was possible before. Be sure to write down the ordering information for the free booklet when it appears on your screen. Now let's consider the world we live in for a moment. Societal unrest is beginning to be a global norm. With the so-called Arab Spring in the Middle East, the Occupy movements in the United States and other Western nations and growing discontent in the world's most populous nation, China. Those nations which used to stand as pillars of financial and military power, such as the Anglo-Saxon powerhouses of the United States and Great Britain, have been humbled and beaten down, reducing their militaries and straining to figure out ways to tighten their belts without committing political and economic suicide. America has struggled to extricate itself from the mire of war in Afghanistan, while also facing down a financial crisis of staggering proportions, going within one generation from being the most financially powerful nation in the world to a country with a downgraded credit rating that may not be able to pay its own bills in the near future. The European Union, so desirous to become America's rival and replacement on the world stage, 
has been ravaged with its own debt crises, causing many to doubt its viability. The continent's debt crisis has heightened the lack of true unity in the European Union, an entity struggling with its identity in the face of not only economic and political crises, but demographic ones as well. As Muslim immigrants, not all interested in taking on European values and cultural norms, continue to flood into Europe over the borders and grow in number to the consternation of a populace frustrated at seeing Europe become apparently decidedly less European. In so many respects, old, long-established orders are being overturned and power structures are being reconfigured in ways whose outcomes are unsettlingly hard for policymakers to predict. Our headlines seem to tell the tale of disaster after disaster with seemingly increasing frequency. In the United States, 2011 was the most dangerous tornado season in over a century, killing more than 550 people, followed by a terrifying start to 2012, in which the state of Alabama alone experienced 95 tornadoes in the month of January, before tornado season had even begun. In Australia, the withering drought of the last decade has been the worst in the nation's existence followed almost immediately this year by floods ravaging the continent, covering or threatening land roughly the size of the nation of France. As if not to be outdone by the weather, 2011 was a horrifying year for earthquakes, with a record number of quakes recorded across the globe, not the least of which was the terrifying Japanese quake of March 2011, measuring an almost unimaginable 9.0 in magnitude and triggering a tsunami measuring in places more than 130 feet or 40 meters in height and traveling six miles inland. More than 15,000 were killed, another 26,000 injured, and more than 3,000 still missing as of March 2012. There are so many facets of this world's current critical state of affairs that we could discuss if we only had more time on the program. The violent food rise of just a few years ago and the startling depletion of food stockpiles in the United States. The rise of China, coupled with growing unrest and protest in that vast nation. The growing calls for military intervention in Iran's nuclear program. The list seems to go on and on. But now... The most important question to be asked is the one the news media routinely does not ask. Do we believe that the things we see happening around us are happening without God's knowledge? Or do we believe that God knows, but that he's standing off in a corner as an impartial observer? The Bible boldly declares unabashedly that God is intimately involved with the calamities that this world is experiencing. Turn to the inspired words of the prophet Amos in Amos 3.6. If a trumpet or alarm is blown in a city, will not the people be afraid? If there is calamity in a city, will not the Lord have done it? Yes, God is very much involved with the crises we are now seeing rise in our midst. Our financial calamities and our calamities of weather, sea, and land. And the details of his plans for the nations of the world leading up to the return of Jesus Christ and beyond 
are laid bare in the pages of Bible prophecy, but few know how to read them. Jesus Christ himself condemned the preachers and religious authorities of his day in Matthew 16, saying that they're wise enough to know that you can anticipate the weather by looking at the signs in the clouds and the sky, but not realizing that the same is true for God's judgment and actions on earth. Hypocrites, he calls them. You know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. But how can you comprehend the signs of the times without understanding the prophecies that point to them? Many today claim that the modern nations of the world, the United Kingdom, the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Germany, France, Spain, China, Japan, Russia, the nations of Africa, Latin America, etc., that all these modern nations are nowhere in the Bible. And I want to tell you right now that is absolutely false. The Bible is literally filled with prophecy, amazingly detailed prophecy, concerning the future and fate of the modern nations of the world today. Now, many professing Christian churches and television preachers and authors avoid the topic of prophecy. And then others who don't ignore it, more often than not, get it wrong because they ignore the vital keys needed to identify the modern nations of the world in the Bible. They assume that most of the Bible is about the modern-day Jewish state of Israel. And yet, while modern Israel is definitely discussed in the Bible... The majority of biblical prophecy is not about the current nation of Israel. If you want to understand the future of your nation and have insight into today's headlines that only an inspired prophetic understanding of the Bible can provide, then you need to start by requesting your free copy of this informative booklet, The United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. Like all of our materials, this eye-opening booklet is completely free of charge or obligation. And it will show you from your own Bible how you can begin to identify the major modern nations of the world in the pages of God's Word where you've probably never seen them before. This is one of our most helpful and surprisingly eye-opening books on understanding prophecy that we've ever offered. And it's absolutely free. Request your copy of the United States and Great Britain in Prophecy today. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. Even if you're a Christian and someone who believes in the power of prophecy, it may seem strange to you that the modern nations of the world, America, the nations of Europe, South Africa, etc., 
are specifically mentioned in the pages of your Bible. And I can sympathize with you. I once felt the same way myself. After all, it's an ancient book. It was written a long time ago. But notice how God describes himself in the prophetic book of Isaiah in chapter 46 and beginning in verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. God says plainly that he declares the end from the beginning. Why would he skip the last 2,000 years or even 100 years or so of history? When we think about it plainly, we know the Bible must speak of the modern nations of the world. For instance, in Daniel chapter 2, we read of a vision seen by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and interpreted by the young Jew Daniel. It consisted of a towering image of various metals representing world-ruling kingdoms from Nebuchadnezzar's day to the final days of the world when the kingdom of God would be established in the days of the final world-ruling kingdom and then smash it to dust. Though many prophecies of the Bible speak of this final world-ruling government, Christ has not yet returned with his kingdom. Doesn't that mean that the prophecies are speaking of a nation or nations that exist today? Which ones? Consider Revelation 17 and its mysterious image of a beast ascending from a bottomless pit with seven heads and ten horns. Verse 12 begins, The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. These will make war with the lamb, and the lamb will overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and king of kings, and those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. For God has put it into their hearts, that is, the hearts of these kings, to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. The war with the lamb, Christ, at his return has not yet occurred. The ten kings who give their authority to the beast have not yet done so. Aren't these of necessity modern nations? Doesn't it mean that there are nations today that the very least form the precursors of some of the nations and powers pictured in these end-time prophecies. Consider as well God's promise to you, to me, to all of us, in Amos chapter 3 and verse 7. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. God promises us that his prophecies recorded for us in scripture contain his plans for the end times, useful for warning the nations and validating his word. He does nothing unless he first reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. And he has declared the end from the beginning. 
I knew a gentleman in Jamaica once. In fact, he might be watching this very program right now. He's one of the many who support this work around the world. Once when I was in Jamaica keeping the biblical Feast of Tabernacles with my family, he told me of the earlier years of his life where he was searching for a church with prophetic understanding. He tried many preachers with big names who I won't mention here. And one of the tests he had for them was to ask them where in the Bible were the United States and Great Britain mentioned, as well as the other powers of the world. He didn't know where they were mentioned himself, but he sincerely believed with all his being that God would not have left out the key players on the world scene in his prophecies of the end times. Each time the preacher he asked told him that with rare exceptions such as Israel and Egypt, the modern nations of the world were not mentioned in the Bible and that the United States and the nations of the British Commonwealth were most certainly not in the Bible. And then he would leave disappointed, knowing that somewhere God had someone preaching the truth and knowing the answer to his question. And someone did. He saw a broadcast of this very program that you're watching now, presented by one of my fellow presenters, Roderick Meredith, who claimed with authority that the United States, Great Britain, indeed many of the world's major nations, east and west, north and south, are specifically mentioned in the prophecies of God's word. And he proved it, just as the booklet we're offering you today will prove it to you. Overjoyed, my friend in Jamaica saw his faith validated and he began to see in the pages of his own Bible everything that all this time had just been hidden in plain sight. Yes, the modern nations of the world are described in the Bible. God does tell of what will become of the United States and the nations of the former British Commonwealth and where their debt, military activities and economy are going to lead. His word does speak of the trials currently being experienced by the European Union and of the uncomfortable relationships between its member states. And it describes its ultimate and final configuration before the return of Christ. Yes, God's word does speak of the role Germany will ultimately play in the EU and of the final configuration of Arab nations after their time of tumult has subsided. Yes, the Bible does speak of matters impacting South Africa and Australia, New Zealand, Japan, China, India, and Russia. They are in there if, if you know where to find them. And when you do know where to find them, the crises that this world is currently experiencing begin to make sense. You begin to see the previously unseen hand of God moving pieces of the global chessboard into place in preparation for the end game and the return of Jesus Christ in the years just ahead of us now. You begin to understand the full implications of the time Christ prophesied about in Matthew 24 and verse 21, the great tribulation, a time so terrible in its severity and consequence that if God did not send his son to cut it short, Absolutely no flesh on earth would be saved alive. But you also see the richness of his plan and the purpose in such times for what they will teach the nations before his glorious kingdom is established. God does so much more than tell us 
just of the calamities to come. He tells us the meaning and purpose behind those calamities as discussed thoroughly in the booklet we're sending you. And he also tells you what to do about it. He's not left us to chance or without hope of escape. He's not left us to stock up on food and guns and gold, living in the hills in terror of the times to come. Now, while it's always good to prepare for emergencies, when it comes to avoiding the lessons of the calamities to come, such efforts are prophesied to be meaningless and impotent. I want to give you one more opportunity to write down the information on your screen and request your free copy of one of the most powerful booklets we've ever offered, the United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. This booklet will provide you with the key to unlocking the one-fourth to one-third of your Bible that is prophecy. The climactic events that will begin in the United States and British-descended peoples resulting in the decline, destruction, and dissolution of these once great nations and empires, as well as the surprising causes of their fall, will reverberate across the globe. If you want to understand where your nation fits in the plan of Bible prophecy, this revealing free booklet is the place to begin. Get your free copy of the United States and Great Britain in Prophecy today. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. We've spoken about the calamities of the days to come. But the marvelous truth is that for those who seek to follow God, these days of crisis to come can be sources of hope and not of fear. So what does God instruct us to do? How can we protect ourselves from the wrath of man and God that will reach a climax in the years just ahead? First, educate yourself. In a prophecy in the book of Hosea concerning the destruction to come upon his own people, God gives one explanation about why they're coming to such devastation. In chapter 4 and verse 6, he says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, let's not jump to wrong conclusions. The knowledge here isn't college or university knowledge or science knowledge, etc. These things the world has to incredible levels. The knowledge God says people lack to their own destruction is spiritual knowledge. Seek out his ways. Our free booklet today about identifying the United States and Great Britain in prophecy can help you to do that. For the most part, the churches of today have been obscenely negligent in failing to teach the true laws and way of life taught in the Bible by Jesus Christ and his apostles. But don't let their failure trap you. 
To those suffering under the tribulation to come, God says in Jeremiah 29 and verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Truly seeking God, the knowledge of God and the way of God is something almost no one does today and which you can do now before the climactic times ahead. But it isn't enough to know the truth of God, his commandments, or his way of life. The second step you need to do is act. Where too many preachers in this world have watered down the message of Christ, the Savior of mankind made it clear that he expected his followers to act on God's instruction and commands. As demonstrated by the words of the evangelist Mark in the first chapter of his gospel, when Jesus Christ began his ministry on earth, his message was clear. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Christ expected those who believed in him to repent to not simply learn what God desired, but to turn from their sins and act on what they learned. As God instructs us in Luke 21, Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. For those who do that, who watch both themselves and world events, based on prophetic knowledge given in the Bible, those who seek the knowledge of God with a hunger and a desire to know the truth, and then who act on what they learn, then the growing chaos and confusion and crisis around us is not a reason to despair. It becomes a reason to hope, a confirmation that what you've seen in the pages of your own Bible is true. And you'll be able to know that you have Almighty God as your guide and your protector. And you'll have the joy of being able to do as Christ describes in verse 28 of that same chapter in Luke. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. That's all the time we have for today. Please don't forget to request your copy of the United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. And check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and at our website as well at tomorrowsworld.org. There you'll find literally hundreds of completely free resources, such as articles, videos, charts, and studies that will not only dramatically enhance your understanding of prophecy and the true gospel of the kingdom of God, but which will also help you establish a vibrant and dynamic walk with the living God. And of course, be sure to come back right here next week. I and my fellow presenters, Roderick Meredith, Richard Ames, and Rod King, will be right here, ready to teach you additional truths in your Bible that you'll learn nowhere else and to declare the glorious message of the coming kingdom of God. Take care. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.